Welcome to You Are The Magic. I'm Alexis Jane, founder and CEO. I help my clients build bulletproof confidence to build the life of their dreams by creating boss babe mindset and strategies that actually work. I believe you are the creator of your own destiny with courage, determination, and deep desire to change your world. Anything is possible. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to You Are The Magic. Today, I have the beautiful Melissa on the line and her story is so inspiring and resourceful and all of the things and she is one of those people, a woman who knows what she wanted and she did everything that she needed to to get what she wanted and I can't wait for you to hear her story. She is a birth doula and life coach. So welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. You're so very welcome. So if you could just give me a little bit of your background and how you got to where you are and the journey that it took you on and how you became very resourceful to (laughs) hire your first coach. Yeah. So it's actually, it was quite the long journey looking back on it. Um, It started off super slow. You know, like I started my personal development journey 20 years ago and I haven't really started to see like growth until like exponential growth in the past year for sure. But growth beyond the first 15 years um, started with a yoga practice actually. So um, initially, you know, as a, as a, teenager in high school, I had visions of how my life would be. And it was, I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to get married at 22 and have kids at 24. And then it sort of, I just came up against a wall in college where that stuff started happening around me with my friends getting married and having kids. And I was like, this is too soon, too fast. I don't, (laughs) who, how did I ever think I wanted this? Um, and at the same time, my nursing program was being closed out of the college I was in. So that was also a sort of a wake up moment. Like, do I even want to be doing this? So I took some time off. I did end up back in the medical field for 12 years. I was a surgical technologist. And in that journey, I started to take care of myself more just through you know, mental, emotional, physical self-care. And then that's when I really was like, I want to go back to school to be a massage therapist. And it was after I graduated and got my first job where I got some of the best advice that looking back on it today, it's exactly what my coaches tell me today. (laughs) It's the same advice. And it's like, I started out one day in massage therapy. And my mentor was like, you know, you, you really want to think about opening your schedule because if you wait and say, I'm going to start on Mondays and once my schedule gets full, then I'll open up more days. She says, it's not going to happen. You know, people aren't going to come to you if you don't have the availability first, you have to have the availability first. 
and then people will come to you. And she said, it's like standing on two rocks in the water, right? You've got one foot on your surgical tech job, your full-time safety net, and you've got one foot on massage therapy. And if you don't hop onto one, one of the rocks, they're going to float away in the water and you're going to end up in a split torn in two. <laughs> and that, <laughs> I like that. that. Right. The, that visual stuck with me forever. And now fast forward to 10 years later and my coaches are saying, you go first and the universe responds. And it's so true. Like, and, and then I also think of a quote from the movie Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. You don't wait for it to come to you. You build it. You have the availability. You have the confidence. You have the courage. You make the move first, and then it happens. So I did that. I, you know, I started off with one day, and then I listened to her, and I opened up myself up more days massaging, went part-time at my surgical job, and then a few years after that, I added in yoga instructor. So then I went even more part-time at my, my real job. <laughs> and, <laughs> and in the same year I became a yoga instructor, I also became a birth doula. And then that was really it for me because I thought I can't be on call for birth and be on call for surgery at the same time. Um, I can't just leave a surgery to go do a birth. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but at the same time, even though I knew I couldn't do that, I still hung on to that thread of surgery until one day I quit and, and the story of me quitting and it's coming up in my memory soon. And I look forward to it every year <laughs> um, because it's something I manifested even probably like two years before I actually quit. I thought about it because there was already the relationship there was already starting to spoil and I could, I just knew I had to get out of there. But for whatever reason, I think that it's that programming that you have to have like a real job and have benefits and have that security. And you're scared to go out on your own and be an entrepreneur. So I was hanging on to that job. But in my head, two years prior, I was like, hmm, when I quit, it's going to be this time of year. This is how I'm going to do it. This is what I'm going to say. And, and I just had that thought like two years prior. And then like the day it actually happened, I didn't even think of that vision until afterwards. And I was like, I totally manifested this whole situation <laughs> where I just, I just walked in one day and my boss actually wasn't expecting me to be there, but I, I thought I was on the schedule. There was no communication prior. I thought I was on the schedule. I was not. And so I walked in and she says, well, you can stay and just help out. And so I just, you know, I, I had my scrubs on already. I was already clocked in and she said, you can stay and help out. And I thought today's the day. <laughs> so I changed out of my scrubs, folded them up, grabbed my time card, handed them to my manager. And I said, I'm going to go home forever now <laughs> I love it forever and never come back 
<laughs> pretty much. And, and it just felt oh, like, oh, like I could breathe again. Like there was a huge weight lifted off my shoulder. And then I came home and I was like, I thought about my vision two years ago and I was like, yeah, it was right at the beginning of a new year. I did what I wanted to do. You know, I, I, maybe it wasn't professional to not give any notice, but like I said, the relationship was so spoiled for so many years. And I just, I knew I wasn't ever going to go back to having like a, a job quote unquote job again. I knew I was just going to be an entrepreneur. And I thought, I just got to do it. I just got to do it today. And I thought about that rock analogy where I have one foot teetering on one and the other on the other. And if I don't jump, I'm going to be torn in two. And so I, this was going to be, it's going to be three years ago, um, coming up soon that I left my job. Yeah. And then last year I hired my first personal coach and this is where I, I've just seen exponential growth. And, and you mentioned the word resourceful. And this is where a lot of trust comes in. You know, I, I think part of the human game we play with ourselves in the subconscious programming is, how can I do this? How can I afford it? I can't afford it. It's not logical for me to do this. Um, you know, I've got bills to pay. <laughs> and so I knew I wanted to hire a coach. And so I was just sort of looking at my finances, thinking, I'll just, I'll open a credit card. I started donating plasma, blood plasma, because I heard that you get paid for it. So I started doing that and they give you a little visa card and they just load it with money every time you donate. And so I just started doing the things I had to do because I thought you really have to have that mindset flip where it's, it's scary, but it's not just frivolous spending. It's investing in yourself and an investment usually has a return. And so I just, you have to trust and you have to believe in yourself enough that there's going to be a return on that. So I did that last, it was a year ago in November that I did that. (laughs) It's so powerful and resourceful and trust, but what stands out a lot for me in your story is, is the rocks, the two rocks. And creating that space, if you don't have that space for people to flow into your experience, they're never going to flow into your experience. So creating that space in your calendar, going part-time so that people, you had place a place to put them. And I think, well, not I think, I know, and especially when you just said you have to flip that mindset around to and, and into the trusting, into the knowing that, the universe is sending you signals. The universe is sending you signs to move through to the next step. And if we're not, and if we're not listening to them, we can be taken off course. Eventually, when we, if we start becoming awakened, and that's one thing that I loved when you said there was an awakening moment for you to start shifting and changing the direction that you wanted to go because you had created this beautiful life in your mind. Then you started seeing it play out with people around you like, whoa, (laughs) that's not what I want just yet. (laughs) I'm not there yet. (laughs) Slow down. (laughs) (laughs) I really loved that. And so with trusting the process and trusting that everything is going to work out and 
going and getting a credit card and doing the plasma, where, what was that feeling like that deep inner feeling that you had knowing that hiring a coach and doing the next step was the right move for you? Because I didn't have, even though it was scary, I didn't have fear around it. If that makes any sense. Like I think that you can be scared and not have fear. I think that they, right. They're, they're two different things. And actually scientifically um, fear and excitement, they are the same thing in the body. It's, it's our mind that labels it good or bad. If we I were to love measure that you it, just said that. Sorry to cut you <laughs> off, but I love that you just said that because I say that quite frequently to my clients. And yeah. sometimes I have to remind myself it's actually not fear, it's excitement because it's what my body and the universe is telling me that I want to do opposed to yeah. stopping myself from not doing it. Sorry, continue. <laughs> I no, just cut you off because good. it excites me that people not people that you have just said that because I think that that's something that we get we can get so caught up in the label of the emotion and the energy when actually we're label well, it's the wrong label but we're not right. we didn't know that it was the wrong label yeah yeah and that's so powerful to know that but like I, I, I it was scary but it was also I was excited um, one of the things I say often too is in order to get to your next level, your personal next level, you have to make some, make next level decisions that don't come necessarily from your current self, right? Like, like I know current me, my current mindset, you know, a year ago when I was investing in a coach, my current mindset wants to keep me here. So in order to move from A to B, I have to become my next level version of myself to make that decision. So I have to feel like I'm kind of going out of my mind, becoming the next level version of me to get to the next level version. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. If I make decisions from my current state, I stay current. If I make them from my next level, like what would next level Melissa do? Even though I'm not there yet, what would she do? Okay, this is what she would do. Go, do it, make a move. Right. Um, yeah. So, and, and I, I did that. that. I, when I hired my second coach, because I went from sort of a smaller, like a lower investment to uh, there was, there wasn't even a middle ground. I just went to, like, <laughs> my second coach was like a major, a year long investment. And that was really where I came up with that next, you know, you have to make a decision from your next level self. Cause I felt like I went out of my mind for a good two hours after I hit the pay plan for my second coach. I was like, what did I just do? Who did that? Who made that decision? I didn't make that decision. (laughs) (laughs) That is really powerful, like really super powerful to, I love that question of what I always say, what would my future self say? If, if I was in the position that I really wanted to be and what would my future self say and becoming resourceful? I know that for me to have hired coaches, I've borrowed money from people before I've hired, I've hired credit cards. I've gotten credit cards and you know, I've sold things 
whether it was my services or whatever at a low ticket to get more people in so that I've got the cash flow to come in to be able to do the things that I've wanted to do and become creative. And in that moment of becoming creative, you open yourself up to so much more as well, which you didn't even know was even there by making that decision for your future self to say yes to yourself now, which I love, 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 love. So what, what actually is a doula? I kind of know a little bit about it. My girlfriend is studying to become a midwife and she's spoken about it before, but if no one's ever heard of what a doula was, because I hadn't either until just recently, what does that entail? What does that look like? A doula is a doula is Greek to serve somebody. And so we don't do anything medical. We're not doing physicals or checking, you know, checking physical vital signs on mom or baby. We're not making any diagnoses or assessments. So we provide informational, emotional, mental, spiritual, physical support to the, the, to the family really. And, and like, yes, the, the birthing person is the focus and the priority, but I feel like so much of my work is also centered on partners because partners are given the big job to support the mom. And I don't know too many guys, you know, if you're, especially if you're partnered with a guy, um, I don't know too many men who are, you know, have an extensive knowledge in the birth process. And so they're given this huge task of supporting the birthing person and they don't know what to do. And so we really all work together. I always say it's such a good, it's such a good three way partnership because I know birth and how it typically unfolds. And then the partner knows the birthing person. So it's like, I kind of step back, I give you informational support so that you can make the best choices for you and your family. And I think that's actually one of the biggest components is the informational support is people don't understand what choices they get to make for birth. They don't understand that there's alternatives to the choices that are presented to them, um, what questions to ask, what they should refuse, what they should accept. Um, So a big part of it is that informational support and creating a birth plan that is good for your family. Um, And then again, working with a partner, how can, how can you help with physical support, positioning, breathing, um, movement, just that, you know, coping and comfort during labor. And so those, those, I would say if it was like a, a pie chart, we're um, informational, mental, emotional, spiritual support. I love that. I love that. So what is it? So do you do anything that's online? Is everything in person? What, how do you work and how do you do, do what you do? It's a combination. Um, I mean, locally where I am, I serve people locally in person because I'm available to do that. Um, but I also provide online resources as well. Um, I think that that's, I think it's super important, especially if you're in an area maybe that doesn't provide such services or you live like really remotely and you don't have 
as many choices. And so I have like an off of a variety of offerings. I do live workshops online where we're actually live and we're birth planning together. Um, I also offer pre-recorded courses so that you can like study at your own pace and then also virtual doula support. So if I can't be there in person, um, it would be during the labor where, you know, we just set up a zoom or a FaceTime. And if anything comes up during the labor, I can, I can be there virtually for you. So I have different, different levels of offerings online as well. That is awesome. And so what, on your journey to getting to where you are today with all the trusting and the knowing and becoming resourceful, what was one of your biggest challenges to move through to get you to where you are now? Did you have any roadblocks that have, that came up? I, I did. And I still do, you know, I think it's just, it's always an ongoing journey of moving through that, that self-doubt or, you know, learning to trust on deeper levels. And I started, I, I coined my own phrase, which together makes absolute no sense. But when I explain it, it does. And I, <laughs> I say it's like onions and ladders where, you know, you're the onion and you peel back layers. And as you peel back layers and learn about yourself and heal yourself, you level up a rung. And then when you get to a new level, there's going to be new, different layers to peel, new things to learn about, new emotions to work through, and then you level up a rung. And it's just onions and ladders, and we keep peeling and we keep climbing. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I love that. I like to use the, not a crab, a lobster, the lobster analogy. Because a lobster has that hard shell and it's got the gooiness inside of it and then the gooiness grows and then it needs to crack off the outer shell to build a bigger shell. So it goes and hides behind a rock and we sit behind the rock and we reevaluate as we're growing that harder shell so that we can come back out and build, um, And then our gooiness grows bigger and then we just cr- repeat the process. So we're always growing and cracking open to the next level and there is parts of and moments, and because we go through seasons, that we need to have, even if it's for an hour, just to hide behind the rock to create that harder shell and then come back out into the world. It doesn't need to be, sometimes it takes a week, sometimes it takes five, ten minutes, depending on where you're at and what at level we're cracking open. And as we go through the climbing of the ladder and peeling back the onion, it starts to become you start to understand and know your patterns. So then you know what the next move is to be able to do that and understanding more of who you are. I really like the onion and the ladder. (laughs) Yes. And the lobster. (laughs) It's perfect. I love the cracking open visual. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love that too. Cause we are all gooey inside as well. And then we put (laughs) a hard exterior on and it's okay to know that we're all gooey inside. Not that I can eat lobster because I'm allergic to it, which is very sad. <laughs> um, but I love the lobster analogy and that's what I like to use because sometimes we see too many things I feel, be positive, think positive, turn that negative into a positive and blah, 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 blah. We have to feel our emotions. We have to move through our emotions and allow them to bubble up so that we can let go of them. 
and release mm-hmm. them because if we keep suppressing them and just turning that negative into a positive and not actually dealing with the issue, we're not moving forward because it's going to come up again at some point. Yeah. And that kind of, it would be my answer to your question is like, what, what has been the biggest challenge is to under, just understanding that concept that we have to feel our feelings and give ourselves grace and, and take care of your human when you have a human moment of falling apart, crying, whatever it is, allow yourself to have that human moment. And I think the biggest challenge of that is without judgment. Don't judge yourself. Allow it, observe it, uh, give yourself grace with it, and and even say thank you as as it goes out. Um, You're speaking my language for us. <laughs> yep, everything happens for us, not to us, and without judgment. That is so powerful. What I'm what I'm loving about doing these interviews and meeting amazing, amazing women like yourself is the getting to that point of the non-judgment, knowing that it's a process of getting to the non-judgment. It's not just, hey, this is what I want to do. I'm having a moment. I'm not going to judge myself. You're sitting in the shit. You're sitting in the crap. You're sitting in the mud and it's just like I can't see clear water. How do I get clear water? How do I allow the mud to just wash away and clear and as soon as we get into that non-judgmental moment but sometimes it takes us a few minutes a few hours a few days to get to that non-judgment and that's why working with a coach is really super powerful even having a friend who understands what's going on to help you and to support you and say everything is going to be okay there is light at the end of the tunnel we just need to move through this however it's supposed to be moved through yeah And I think one of the most powerful things about having a coach, like you said, is is that we see the blind spots that you don't see, right? Like we don't have objective perspective on ourselves. And so you have to have somebody else have that objective perspective and point out your blind spots. And so that's why, and I think it's important for coaches to have coaches because just for that reason, like. Who would I be if I wasn't practicing what I preach? And also having someone point out my blind spots. It's so powerful. So true. So true. And it is really super powerful. And when we're in it, we can't see it. As much as we like to say, I can see everything that's going on, we can't. And I'm going through some personal stuff at the moment. And I know that there's blind spots that I'm not seeing. And I'm working with the coach around it. And it's it's been really helpful. very very confronting and challenging because it's bringing up all of this stuff that I thought that I had faced clearly I haven't (laughs) because of the reactions I am getting and (laughs) projecting out but it's making me a better person and a better coach by being able to do that and being able to say you know what I take responsibility for where I am right now I know that I need help and support and it's okay to get help it's not weak to get help. And I used to think right. that asking for help was weak. And if I'm asking for help, that means that I can't do this on my own. When we're not supposed to do things on our own, we're meant to be doing things yes. together. Yes, that is so huge. It's, it's so, and so true, just so true. And I can bring that even into the, to the birthing world, the doula world is, you know, birth has become so medicalized and so isolated and it's, it's really only been this way for a, about a hundred years 
before that, for, for thousands of years, it was community-based. We're not meant to do it alone. <laughs> We're meant to be supported in all We're things. Meant to, yeah, exactly. I love that. How I've had so much fun with you and I love, it's like you're in my brain with some of the things that you were saying. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I love that. Um, so what is something that you, that's really helped you move forward, um, whether it's a quote, a book, a song, coming inwards, what an inspirational person in your world, what is it that if you're having a moment helps you move through it? One of my coaches has us set um, a context around our life, like, you know, moving through your life, who do you want to be? Like, how do you want to show up in your life? And so basically, for me, what I've, what I've said, a context, I, I just use it as like my motto, what is my motto? What is my context is, is that I don't quit because it got hard. Or what? How do I say? I don't quit because it didn't work. I kept going until it did work, no matter what. And so, and I think that's where a lot of people get stuck: is it didn't work once, so they're done. And it and and really, we should flip that and say, oh, it didn't work once. Let me try it again and again and again and again, no matter what. So it's really, just that no matter what, keep going. Yep, I love that, and you just spark something in me that. I kind of come back to is don't quit because you're in pain. Use the pain as your fuel to keep going. So instead of quitting because there's pain involved, you're already in pain. You might as well keep going and keep moving through it. And when you get to the other side of that pain, everything shifts and changes. But if you quit because of the pain, you have regret of what if. What if I did just keep going in that moment in that pain? And I've had many moments, I'm quitting, I'm giving up, I'm quitting on myself, I'm quitting on life, I'm quitting on all the things. And then I'm like, hang on a second, I'm already in pain. I might as well just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I know that I'm going to regret the decision that I stopped helping and making an impact with my clients and the people in my world. Yeah, and I think to, to go along with that, I think so many people get frustrated because we think of our destination as our next step. And really, there's like a hundred steps in between that. So we look at this destination that's this, this big, overwhelming goal. And we're thinking, we overwhelm ourselves. And we think that that's the very next step we have to take. And in reality, there's a hundred little steps in front of that, that we're thinking we get to hurdle over. And we don't get to. So we, we overwhelm ourselves. We get that all or none mentality of if, if, I, if I mess up once, I'm just going to quit. And especially, I think, in the online space where you think sometimes we can get caught up with the algorithms and the likes and the comments and who's watching. And this is one of the reasons I like the latter analogy as well, because you're always somebody's next step. So even though I would love to be at the top of the ladder, I have to remember like my next step. And then I also have to remember I'm someone else's next step. So the person who's climbing behind me is relying on me to rise up together. Um, And so if we quit, then the people who are coming up behind us, who's going to be their next step? That is brilliant. 
and so powerful and I just love that because it is we are that person's next step and then we're someone else's our next step and we're always growing and moving and evolving and I love that I love it I love it I love it so how do people come and find you on the big wide internet web (laughs) yeah I am I'm mainly on Facebook Uh, my profile is Melissa Carrick I have two groups that I run. One is for personal development and life coaching. And that group is called Warrior Within. And then I have a group for my birth doula, pregnancy and birth support. And that is called Warrior Mama. And then on Instagram, I'm underscore Melissa Carrick underscore. Awesome. I love it. You are a world of wisdom and I have had so much fun with you today. So thank you for being a guest on my show. Thank you so much for having me. It was super fun. You're very welcome. Bye. Bye. Thank you. We have come to the end of another epic interview. If you would like to see more of what I am up to, head over to my Facebook page, Instagram, LinkedIn, and let's connect. Because I love gifting people who are dedicated to their transformation, when you like and tag me in an episode at the end of every week, I choose one lucky listener to have a free session with myself or one of my guests. Thank you again for tuning in. I am Alexis Jane. Remember, you are the magic.